before I turned seven years old, I made a stand. My parents were reading in the living room, listening to the record player. I crept up to them. <clears throat> I want to go to a real school, like the other kids. Until now, I had been attending the School of the Rising Sun, a one-room wooden octagon in the snowy mountains near our house, where hippie parents took their kids. There, I drank tea with other six-year-olds, and we fed lettuce to a goat out back. There was some learning, but not much. I learned the alphabet, but not in order. And there was weaving. A lot of weaving. I had seen television at friends' houses. I saw real schools with hallways and cafeterias and gyms where kids were allowed to play competitive sports. I knew that kids all over the country were a part of something that I was not, and I wanted in. I wanted a desk. My parents were concerned. Are you sure, sweetheart? But above all, they believed in letting me make my own decisions. So they shrugged at each other and said, Okay. I arrived at the public elementary school midway through the school year, gangly and three inches shorter than any other kid there. I had no idea what was going on. Bells rang and kids shuffled in behind assigned desks. They knew times tables and took turns saying them out loud. At one point, everybody stood up in unison and began to recite a chant I had never heard. How did they know all this? My first afternoon, we were lined up against a cinder block wall and given a cup of warm green liquid, which the kids all emptied into their mouths. They called it swish. It was apparently part of a government fluoride program. They all knew to hold it in their mouths and then spit it in the classroom sink. I swallowed it and puked, and everyone laughed. At the end of the day, we would sit along the cement curb and wait for our parents to pick us up. I always tried to sit next to Noah Sandler. I was in love with Noah. He seemed to know exactly how school worked. He fed the class fish and got to walk at the front of the line to lunch, and he always handed out the worksheets for the teacher. When he came to my desk with a handout, I would try to look at him right in the eyes to show I was interested in being his friend. He had green eyes, and his hair was blonde, and he was really good at the monkey bars, and I wasn't the only one who loved him. Everybody loved him. Noah made no effort to sit near me, and a few times he actually got up and moved away when I sat down next to him. The worst part of the day was music class. We would leave our first grade classroom and walk down the hall in silence to Mr. Vanderbilt's music room. Mr. Vanderbilt was an enormous, sweating, angry man who yelled. I had never met a grown-up who yelled at kids. He was terrifying. I went home and told my parents that there was a problem, and could they please do something about this very mean music teacher? He really doesn't like kids. I think he hates us. Sorry, sweetheart. You wanted it. You got it. There's nothing we can do. That's the deal with real school. You have to work it out for yourself. Walking into school the next day, with the noisy kids and the bleachy smell, I realized I was all alone. I didn't know the songs or the times tables or how to do anything, and no one was going to help me. Then in music class, something happened and I thought it was the end of real school for me. 
Mr. Vanderbilt gave us each a drumstick. And all the kids began to drop their drumsticks onto the floor because it made a cool noise. Mr. Vanderbilt spun around and said through his teeth, If one more person drops their drumstick, you don't even want to know what will happen to you. He turned to face the blackboard, and the room was quiet. But then, with breathtaking horror and in super slow motion, I watched as my drumstick slipped through my fingers, tumbled through the air, and hit the floor. I immediately snatched it up and pretended it wasn't me. Then I swallowed hard and began to tear up. I had never been in trouble. I had never had an adult really be angry with me. Mr. Vanderbilt swung his enormous weight back around. Red-faced and twitching, he snarled. Who did that? Who did that? Who? Everyone stared at the ground, but they all knew it was me. The clueless new girl. Then, from across the circle, Noah Sandler stood up and said, I did. Mr. Vanderbilt yanked him from the classroom. I didn't see Noah again that day, and the next day he went back to ignoring me. But I had figured it out. I had wanted to be in, and I was in. Here in real school... We didn't sing Free to Be You and Me around the wood stove. The teachers yelled and the kids made fun of each other instead of sharing cups of tea. But I wasn't alone. No one was. There were tiny allies all around me. We just had to play our cards a little closer to the chest. That story was produced and lived by Snap Judgment's own Anna Sussman. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.